I can just keep snapping to that beat all day long. Love that beat. Love that intro. What is happening, everybody? Happy Thursday night. It is week 14. Uh, Mr. Coach is down in Orlando, actually over in Orlando, I should say, which is like that way from me right now. Um, it's rare that I don't say that people are up that way from me. So it's pretty cool that he's out. He's on vacation. So, but I got my man, Joe, Joe, how are we doing this evening? Another thing, I can't, I can't believe like, even from a fantasy perspective, it's like the last week of the regular season. It's crazy how fast the season goes by. It, it really is. But, uh, but you got to love it because you got this Thursday night game and you know, you could call it a mediocre game. Or you could also call it a game where, both teams are kind of in a must-win to keep their playoff hopes alive. Um, so it's—I I don't know. This is a really interesting. Like, I don't feel like we've had a lot of Viking Steelers matchups in the past few years. So I feel like this is kind of a unique matchup we have to tonight, and they both need to win. Yeah, yeah, it should be an okay game. I don't know if uh, man, the Saints just still seem so battered on offense and defense, man. They just don't seem like they can catch a break as far as anything goes there. Um, so I'm really not counting on much out of them. Uh, I do think the Vikings probably have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after handing Detroit their very first win of the season last week. And, I mean, to be fair, Detroit did play them pretty damn tough. It was a good game. Uh, came right down there to the end. So that was kind of fun. Um, but I, I do see uh, Cousins coming out tonight. Being being a little bit irate about that, but him on prime time also usually sucks too. So yeah, I, I saw his record; it's not good. His yeah, this, this could be a way low scoring game. Uh, make sure you guys do all the right things. You know, go to twelvestitles.com, check out all the articles over there. Uh, some of the best in the business. I'm telling you what, like uh, we got our guy Eric; he's always writing some good stuff over there. We got all kinds of good writers and all kinds of good setups on that website alone. I mean, you're just gonna. You're going to like that. And uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Facebook, Podbean. When a family breaks, Spotify, all that fun stuff. Hit that bell. Give us a like. Go to our Patreon, blah, blah. If you don't know how to do all that stuff now, then you're probably 90. And ask your grandson. Um, and that was a shot at that was a shot at maybe somebody out there. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, let's get going. Uh, so what do we got going on tonight? Uh, the very first thing we're going to go ahead and start out with is uh, – who do you got? Who do you, who are you rolling out this evening? What are you going to start out with? Like what kind of lineup yeah. are you popping out in that single game? Yeah. So for the single game, I guess I'll start with like the breaking news of the day for tonight, which is Dalvin Cook is going to play um, up until really about like noon today. It wasn't looking like he was going to play. People kind of had Mattinson teed up for the week um, on FanDuel for the single game. It was kind of interesting. Both uh, Cook and Mattinson are 12, 12,000 on the single game, so same price. But Dalvin Cook is going to play tonight, and it sounds like he's going to get as much as he can handle from a uh, touch perspective. Uh, so my single game lineup for tonight, we're putting Kirk Cousins in the MVP spot. Listen, is he going to throw interceptions? Yes. Is he going to make mistakes? Yes. But is he probably going to throw for close to 300 yards and a couple touchdowns? Yes. So if he gets me those 20, I don't care how – what way he creates to blow the game at the end is he probably will just get me those 20. And then uh, the other four in the lineup will be Justin Jefferson, who I expect to have a big game tonight without Thielen in the lineup at 13,500. Najee Harris for Pittsburgh, uh, 14,000. KJ Osborne, who's taken Adam Thielen's space, wide receiver for uh, Minnesota, 8,000. And then, uh, what is it, TJ Conklin? I think, is it TJ? Uh, the tight end for Minnesota, who really yeah. is getting quite. 
quite a few targets lately. Oh, it's Tyler. Uh, he's, I think Tyler Conklin. Is it Tyler? Tyler. So, uh, he's yeah. at 8,500. So, you know, I, I expect Minnesota to be able to move the ball tonight. Um, Pittsburgh probably will do the same to an extent. But, uh, I, you know, I, I expect a field goal pretty close game. I did bet real quick. and We're not a betting show, but, I, you know, the Steelers are getting three and a half. Minnesota has played eight games this year that have been won or lost on the last play of the game. So three and a half points in any Viking game when the Vikings are given it feels like a pretty good bet. Um, I expect this to be a field goal game one way or the other. So on top of the fan duel thing, take it or leave it for what you, you know, for what you want. But I like the Steelers plus three and a half. There you go. Hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. And it looks like our, uh, our man Jeff is on the scene. He says cousins has been very consistent from a fantasy standpoint. You don't hate the pick. I mean, he has been really good. Um, week in and week out. So, you know, pretty solid lock right there for me as well. Um, so that's going to get us into our very next segment here, which is uh, my personal favorite. And cue it up, Gandalf. Okay, man. Okay. Well, who are we passing on, Gandalf? What are we doing this week? He says Ryan Tannehill. He says Ryan Tannehill versus Jacksonville. Says at seventy three hundred, you might think that's a bargain, uh, but he's been he's been okay this season. But for the most part, that team's been pretty well ripped apart. Once they lost Derrick Henry, they kind of lost their identity there, and so with that, they lost the uh, they lost the edge that Tannehill was giving them. You know, like he was that kind of like revitalized version of himself. And now he has just nobody to throw to out there. It's just a miserable mess. And even though you'd think the matchup is pretty good, Jacksonville's actually been pretty well shutting down um, teams on the, on the defensive side of the ball, not allowing a lot on there. And they, uh, they already be, they already played him once this season and they gave him a hard, uh, they gave him a hard time last time. Uh, my, my so, thing, my thing real quick with, with that. And I agree with you is, you know, Tennessee had two running backs that both rushed for 100 yards last week. So that, you know, it, in, a, in a matchup where even banged up, they should beat Jacksonville or be ahead in that game. But between Foreman and Hilliard, um, you know, they're, they're, it might be a game where Tannehill doesn't even have to do much. So I, I, I 100% agree with you on that this week. Yeah, got to fade him. I, I just know a lot of people were talking about getting him out there uh, just because of the volume play alone. Uh, Jeff asks also, is Zeke Elliott even worth a play this week? And, I'll, you know, for me, I, I'm really kind of down on Zeke. He hasn't really been productive when he's been out there. And so for me, it's a kind of a pass right now. I, I like Tony Pollard on that offense. Uh, but when Zeke's been getting the ball, he hasn't been doing much with him. He's kind of been like that guy. If you need to give him, if you need to get a guy that gets out there and gets you three yards, Zeke's your guy. If you need to get out there and go out there and give you five yards, Zeke will get you three yards. So, and I just don't think I've seen him get past that kind of the workhorse phase himself. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I agree. I mean, six, I mean, if you have Zeke in a league, you're probably playing them unless you're really deep. But from a DFS perspective, he's 6,900 on FanDuel this week. Um, both Denver running backs are 6,700 home against Detroit. So right there, I'd rather play either of those Denver guys, save 200, than go with Zeke. Just really quick as an example, Hilaire is 6,500, 400 less than Zeke, and he's got a better matchup home against Las Vegas. So, yeah, I, I don't believe in Zeke from a DFS perspective this week. Excellent. I like it. I like it a lot. And yeah, I mean, that's for fantasy or DFS perspective. Like he hurts me every time I put him out there in that uh in that lineup. Um, the other guy that we were gonna talk about is uh that's kind of a fade this week here. 
is uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. I know he had a huge weekend last week. Uh, he'll be facing a Denver defense um, that's very stingy against the pass, and they should be able to shut down Detroit. And like you were saying, uh, with the running game, they're going to be pounding the rock down Detroit's throat as much as they possibly can uh, because Deddy Bridgewater week in, week out is showing himself more and more ineffective. And, you know, like that team really is, like I said, that defense is actually kind of starting to click. And if you look, they, these guys haven't lost that many games by that much. Um, there's been a lot of games where they've been just right in there, you know, like 14 to seven or something like that. Um, they just don't really have an offense that really clicks or gets on fire, but that defense has been pretty mainstay and pretty steady. So, uh, we're also going to fade him. We're not going to chase those points this week. Um, I'm not, I'm just really feeling like that's going to kind of be a shutdown game. We're going to see maybe like a 20 to 20 to 13 type score with Denver winning. Um, I don't think there's going to be enough points out there to be, to be grabbing. Uh, guys that we're going to be paying up for this week. Um, the guys that I've got that I just love this week, Alvin Kamara, uh, against the jets, $9,000, um, which is a huge chunk of your money on there, but he's been the only highlight on that entire saints team. And this offense should have to do every single step of the way through, uh, through him. Um, I really like him as a volume play. I like him because he should catch a lot of passes, so, I mean, if we're looking at a PPR perspective, dude, just get get Alvin Kamara in your lineup anywhere you can because, again, they're not being able to I, – I guess Taysom Hill is kind of running the ball a little bit, but not enough to where I'm really too worried about Kamara. And another good running quarterback uh, that I'm paying up for this week is Lamar Jackson. He's at Cleveland, 7,900. I think this is the week that we really see Baltimore kind of settle in into their uh, playoff stance, you know, where they start getting in there and start winning football games nitty-gritty where they're going to be running the football a lot more where you're going to see uh lamar jackson getting a 70 80 yard game uh as well as you know maybe a possible one or two rushing touchdowns and then he's just been passing the ball a lot better this year and looking a lot better as far as that goes so you'll see him incorporating a lot more of that i think that they uh pretty well decimate cleveland this week i think cleveland has been trending down long enough that baltimore is going to be able to take advantage of it um joe who you got who you paying up for this week yeah, and one more thing, too, with Kamara, because, I mean, sometime I think there'd be a little trepidation throwing him out there for 9K after missing a few straight, a few games in a row. However, Mark Ingram, I believe, just got placed on the COVID list. So there's a good chance that Ingram doesn't play this week, and that would leave, you know, Kamara is really, unless we're going back to Tony Jones, and that Thanksgiving Day experiment did not work well for the Saints. So I would expect Kamara to get a lot of touches. Obviously, we don't need to talk about what type of matchup it is when you play the Jets. But uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Chiefs. You know, they had another game last week where the offense didn't do what you expected it to do. But good news to everybody, they're playing home against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Mahomes has had really just a couple of great games this year so far. One of them was against the Raiders. So whether you want to go Mahomes or Tyreek Hill, who wasn't very good last week, 8,700, or as we talk about a lot from a DFS perspective, that Mahomes-Tyreek Hill stack is feeling pretty good this week, as I do believe the Chiefs are going to score 30-plus on the Raiders. If you want to stay away from the Chiefs, the other one where I just don't see how you can argue it at all is Chris Godwin in Tampa. You want to talk about chemistry, Brady and Godwin, I mean – 17 targets, 15 catches, and a buck 43 last week for Godwin. Um, home against Buffalo, I expect that to be 
a higher scoring game. So I expect Godwin to put up another, you know, 15 to 20 game. And and the other thing about Godwin, and you've talked about this, Mike, a bunch this year, like, you know, Mixon, whereas Mixon's price finally just caught up to him last week. But prior to last week, Mixon was a uh, Mixon was a bargain every week because they weren't pricing him for his productivity. I feel the same way about Chris Godwin. Godwin's 7,700. And the guy's been freaking unbelievable. So as long as Chris Godwin's under 8K, I'm going to keep playing him. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that's a huge, uh, that's a huge too. I mean, like, and that's another guy that I just don't feel like gets the respect that he uh, really absolutely deserves in a, on an offense that's just been, I guess not like fantastic or like lights out, but boy, they've been solid enough to where, Fantasy points have been coming out. I mean, look at what, what look at Tom Brady's points are looking at. Uh, Cam Newton at 7,400 on FanDuel at home versus Atlanta coming off a of bye. Is he worth it? No, because if you if, if you want to pay 7,400 for your quarterback this week, figure out a way to pay 79 and play Lamar Jackson. Like, what yeah. are we doing here? I, how is Cam Newton over 7,000? That's a that's right. that's a, to me that's not even close. It's That's a, a huge question. slap in the Come face on. to what FanDuel thinks about Atlanta, right? Yeah, right. All that is, they're like, Atlanta's so bad that we think even Cam Newton's going to have himself a day. I, mean, I feel like that's a total trap play. I feel like Cam Newton was looking really, really bad in that last outing. Um, I think that you maybe see a little bit more of that. Atlanta's not the worst team out there. They're not that great, but they're also not the worst team out there. I think that they'll uh, be able to shut him down. So I mean, Heineke uh, and Burrow are seventy one hundred. So you're telling me Cam Newton's four hundred dollars better than those two? Oh not wow! Yeah, <laughs> you're damn right. It was your bad, no, Jeff. I'm not not bad. I just I, to me that's a fan duel thing. Like you know, and I and I haven't looked at DraftKings yet, but I would love to know what Cam Newton's priced at on DraftKings. But I just think he's really overpriced on FanDuel this week. Well, I'm going to continue to blame uh, blame our man Jeff. So <laughs> you're on there. Um, we'll go ahead and get into the next one. There, we got our surfs up. We got our ride the wave player of the week. Uh, we got Antonio Gibson coming out this week. We're finally able to get this guy's name out on the on the sheet. He's playing Dallas this week, and he's only 7,400 on Fanduel. He's finally alone in that backfield. That backfield's finally looking like a a one-man show and the one man that we've all wanted it to be the whole time, and it's been Antonio Gibson. And he's been looking really good with uh, the majority of the volume. He's catching the football a lot. He's doing a really good job out there, and we're just going to continue rocking that guy out there. Um, my bounce back play player this week, we got Travis Kelsey versus Las Vegas at 7,500, and it's kind of crazy how quiet uh, – Travis Kelsey has been this year and the Kansas city offense has really not just been that high octane offense. I think like, kind of like Baltimore, I think we start seeing Kansas city start settling into that, just that high octane explosive offense that we all love to watch. And for me to that, for that offense to click the way it clicks and circle back around, you got to go through Kelsey. And to me, getting the ball to Kelsey is imperative. And I think we're going to see him score two touchdowns this weekend. Uh, Joe, who's your bounce back player this week? Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll stay with Kansas City, and I'm going – I don't want to be repetitive, but I'm going back right to Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I mean, there, there's no way they're doing what they did last week home against Vegas this week. I expect them to have a big game, whether it's Kelsey. You play Kelsey, you play – I don't think you can – and even Hilaire, who I'm not a big Hilaire guy fantasy-wise, but – um. You know, I, they did prove last week that he gets 
the red zone touches and he gets those little shuffle passes in the red zone and stuff. So even Hilaire, I, I would like, um, you know, on that Chiefs team, I just think they're going to score a lot. And I, I want to go back real quick, back to, back, back to the Cam Newton thing, because, you know, home against Atlanta, I, I, just to be clear, Cam Newton can have a good game. There's potential there for Newton to put up some points. I think the way he's priced, it doesn't. But that being said, you know, DJ Moore, you know, we're so what have you done for me lately in fantasy? We forget how good of a year DJ Moore started the season on the first five or six games, but he has woken up since Cam Newton's come back. 10 targets, four catches, and 100 yards last week. So if anything from Carolina, DJ Moore at 6,800, that's probably the Carolina play that I would feel the best about this week. Yeah, that's not bad at all right there. Um, no, not bad, not bad at all. <laughs> so the next guy we got going on, we got the diamond in the rough, the the low ownership place. Who you got for the low ownership this week, Joe? Who are you thinking that's going to be out there that not a whole lot of people are on? Yeah, you know, it's funny is we're, we're week 14, and I feel like this list um, of real realistic value is, is, you know, of guys that nobody's heard of is really getting getting down. But um, I'm going to start with Dante Foreman, though. The tennis, you know, we just talked about it a minute ago. Yeah. Um, or, or Hilliard, either of those Tennessee running backs. Um, home against Jacksonville. Hilliard, 7,000. Foreman's only 5,900, and he went for 100 yards last week. If he goes for that same 100 yards but gets that one-yard touchdown, you're going to get 20 points out of 5,900 bucks, and that's a pretty good play. And then, you know, the other two guys I wanted to touch on real quick, and they're certainly familiar names, but where they are on their team's depth chart, um, Emmanuel Sanders, who's had an up-and-down year for the Bills, they're at Tampa this week. He's 5,800. They're obviously going to have to score some points to stay in that game. So I actually do expect Sanders to get some good targets this week. And then the one that I probably feel even a little bit better about is Michael Gallup. Um, 6,100 for the Cowboys at Washington. Since he's been back, he's been just as good as Cooper and C.D. Lamb, and you're going to save yourself $1,000 plus by playing Gallup versus those other two. So 6,100 for Gallup. I feel pretty good about that also. Yeah, you'll see. Uh, you'll see. I was liking what I saw out of Gallup last week as well. Uh, when we go to our lineups, because he's definitely in mine. Um, because Gallup has just been, you know, like, dude, that guy, that catch was so amazing. It's like, yeah. I think everybody forgets about how good he is because of the surrounding cast. You know, I mean, you put him next to a CD Lamb, he's still looking that good. Uh, he, you put him up against Amari Cooper. He's still looking that good. So yeah. I'm excited to see where that guy lands. I just don't know. I mean, maybe they do pay him next season, but I just don't see that they have the cap space to contain uh, somebody with his with his talent. I feel like he's going to probably want to go move on to uh, brighter pastures and become the one somewhere else. Uh, why don't you go ahead and hit us with your lineup this week? Who you who are you rolling out there? What's your what's the million dollar? What's going to win us the milli this week, Joe? All right, so we're starting with TB12, Tom Brady, 8,200 home against Buffalo. I like Mahomes. Mahomes is 8,500. I'm going to save myself a couple hundred bucks, and there's no reason to think Brady won't get us 20-plus like he does every freaking week. Um, Joe Mixon, 8,500 home against San Francisco. Mixon's questionable right now, so we got to keep an eye out on that. But if he's on the field and he gets his regular uh, share of, uh, of touches, he's been an absolute monster this year. So I feel good about that home against San Francisco. Just talked about Dante Foreman. 
5,900 home against Jacksonville. I really like Foreman for 75 yards and, you know, one of those one-yard touchdown runs this week. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 8,700 home against Vegas. Think Hill comes back, has a big week. Um, You know, it's really funny. We talked about Chris Godwin, um, and I will be playing him a lot, but I am actually starting Mike Evans in this lineup, 7,200. I'm saving the 500 bucks versus him over um, in Godwin there. Uh, and I do expect Evans to have a good game also against Buffalo. Michael Gallup, 6,100 at Washington. We were just talking about him. Uh, CJ Uzoma, 5,100 tight end for the Bengals. I expect the Bengals to put up some good points against San Francisco. He had a lot of targets last week. He just didn't get in the end zone. Uh, we talked about Emmanuel Sanders, 5,800 at Tampa. Buffalo's going to have to throw the ball a lot to have a chance in this game. Sanders should get some uh, some good targets. And then, to me, I- I'm very passionate this week. The Denver defense, 4,400 home against Detroit. If you give you give us any weather in that game whatsoever, Jonathan Goff is going to be an absolute disaster. And I expect that Denver defense to put double-digit points up for sure. Yeah, no, but I think that's a pretty fair, uh, pretty good call right there, actually, against uh, on all those fronts, as a matter of fact. Um, I really like that lineup. I will be playing one myself. Uh, The lineup that I got going out there on FanDuel this week is Lamar Jackson at Cleveland. I think that we see a different – and isn't it lame that they had, like, they played uh, Cleveland, had a bye week, and then had to play Cleveland again? Or I guess Cleveland had a bye week and then had to play Baltimore again, but still – like, that's just lame to me. Uh, Kamara at the Jets, to me, that's a smash slam dunk. Even at 9,000, I'm really happy about paying up for that kind of a that kind of a talent doing that. Um, like you were saying right there, Dontrell Hilliard uh, versus Jacksonville. I think they got to punch it down their throat. I think it takes two people to become one Derrick Henry. And uh, I think with that combo that they have with Foreman, uh, I'm happy getting either piece of that. So I like the Dontrell Hilliard side because I think he catches more passes. Uh, Michael Gallup at the Washington team football. Elijah Moore versus New Orleans. If he plays, um, if not, you can find somebody fairly comparable at 6,300, although that guy has been balling out. The fact that he's at 6,300 is lovely if he gets to get out there and play uh, once again against that defense. Um, We got Robbie Anderson versus Atlanta for 5,500. I think he has himself a nice little week here. Uh, Just because he's been kind of shining a little bit more and more each week, I think we can see him have – not really a breakout week, but at least a good Robbie Anderson three for 73 and a touchdown week out of the guy. And then Dawson Knox against Tampa Bay. I think they're going to have to, once again, like you were saying, they're going to have to throw the ball an awful lot out there. Um, so we're going to have to, they're going to have to throw to somebody. And Dawson Knox is one of those favorite targets of Josh Allen. So, and then I'm actually going with a weird flex this week. I'm flexing my man, Travis Kelsey. Cause like I said, I feel like this guy's going to be uh very effective and very efficient in this matchup. And I think we see the return of uh return of the Kelsey this week. And then also got the Broncos versus Detroit because goddamn, that's just too good of a matchup. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, real quick. Um, and I'm on, I'm on board with this. I noticed the same thing. I, I struggled with tight end a little bit this week, not wanting to spend money. Um, you know, Kittle and Kittle even 7,100 coming off that really big week. Gronk 7,000. Kelsey, 7,500. I do like those guys. They're just expensive. If you're trying to spend a little less but still get some production, you can't argue with the red zone looks that Knox gets. So I am comfortable putting Knox out there with for 6K, even though uh, he's got a little case of Butterfingers sometimes, it seems like. Um, Yeah, when it counts. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, right? It's unbelievable with him. Um, 
You know, another one I will say, which is kind of a deep, cheap play, um, Logan Thomas is out for Washington again. That poor guy can't stay healthy. It's oh, something man. with them and wide re- and tight ends. You know, Jordan Reed was so good, he could never stay on the field. Then they discover Logan Thomas. He can't stay on the field. But I will tell you this, Ricky Seals-Jones, who is questionable, but he was when Logan Tom- Thomas wasn't playing the last three games before Logan Thomas came back, Ricky Seal Jones had 22 targets for 15 catches, 150 yards, and a touchdown. So he's 4,500 on FanDuel. To be completely honest, I love that Jeff's asking me this question because now I feel like I'm actually going to replace Uzoma and put Seals Jones in there and save myself 600 and upgrade somewhere else. But um, I like Ricky Seals Jones as a cheap tight end play this week with the Logan Thomas injury. Absolutely fine play right there as well. Uh, definitely. Uh... Definitely, if you're looking for a bargain basement uh, tight end like I did last week with Richard Rodgers, who got a zero targets for uh, zero points, uh, that's definitely a way better play than what I gave you last week for sure. So uh, <laughs> so that's going to do it for us this evening, guys. That's going to wrap it up for us. We're going to be right there for uh, some Thursday night football. Uh, very excited to be at the tail end of this week. Make sure, once again, you guys get on that titles.com. Check out the articles. Check out the website. It's a real fun website. Hit that like button. Hit that bell. Give us that five-star review, even if it's a bad review. Even if you want to say something like, damn, Mike, you guys suck at this. So you can say that. And you can put that in a five-star review because it's not it's not going to do that. And we'll even read it. We'll read it live. All that fun stuff. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash toilets to titles. Three bucks. Buy us a cup of coffee. Get on the Discord. Get in those chats with us. Get talking. <laughs> He says we all have those kind of weeks, Mikey. I feel you, man. It's been a long one right here. So, guys, we're going to go ahead and hop out. And you guys have yourself a good week. Make yourself a ton of money. And let's uh, let's all eat together. And, Coach, we'll see you next week when, when, you, uh, when you come back. We missed you, buddy.